This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. On today's episode, we'll travel through time and join the rugged fisherman and apostle Peter as he brings hope to a church in ravaging pain. The early church was being viciously persecuted by the Roman government, but Peter was their voice of hope. Would you allow me to be your voice of hope today? Would you allow me to join my voice with Peter's as we encourage the believers under our watch in our generation? Let's dig into scripture and see what the advice of Peter actually was. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to His great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Well, if you were with me last week, you'll remember that I extracted a principle from this scripture. It was the principle of worship and remember, or rejoice and remember. The first thing Peter did was he called the persecuted church to worship. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he reminded them of all the blessings that were theirs because Jesus Christ was their Savior. So let me begin today's program by asking you a couple of questions. Will you worship while you're in pain? Will you take Peter's advice and worship the Lord no matter what the circumstances of your life look like? And my second question for you is this, will you remember the promises of God? Will you remind yourself when your soul is curled up into the fetal position so intense is your pain, will you remind yourself what the promises of God are in your life. Well, as I read 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5, this is what Peter's list of remembrance looked like, sounded like. We've been given a great mercy. We've been born again to a living hope. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead changed everything for us. We're protected by the power of God, and we have a faith that leads to salvation. Now, that's what I call a power-packed list. Today, we're going to go digging even deeper for gold in Peter's list. We're going to extract one component of Peter's list of remembrance that's really going to add a deeper level of joy to your heart. There's a three-word phrase nestled and nearly hidden amid Peter's call to worship and remember. You might have guessed by now it's the phrase, a living hope. Let me read it to you contextually. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Let me give you my Carol definition of the word hope. 
Hope is the joyful and constant expectation of good. It's the joyful and constant expectation that something good is going to happen to you. And not only does Peter say we have a hope, but he says we have a lively hope, a living hope. The word lively is the Greek word zao, Z-A-O, and it's a great word. The official definition of the word zao is this, having vital power within itself and exerting the same power upon the soul. Now, because you're born again, you have a living hope, a lively hope, a zao hope. It's a hope that's powerful and productive, and it exerts its power on your soul. Now, your soul is the birthplace of your emotions, your passions, your feelings, and your personality. So zao hope changes the way you feel about things. It changes your passions in life. It even gives you a new personality. Zao hope changes what comes out of your mouth. It transforms how you treat people and it changes your countenance, which is a reflection of your soul. Because you've been born again, because you've given your life to Jesus, your life doesn't belong to people or to circumstances. You have hope because you belong to Jesus. You don't look at life the same way anymore. You know, Peter and the Holy Spirit were writing to a hopeless world 2,000 years ago, and they're writing to us today. 2,000 years ago, Christians had been driven from their homes and had no hope of ever returning home again, of making a productive living, or of being reunited with family members. Their hope was dead. It was stone cold. And yet, strong-willed Peter had the audacity to remind this persecuted and scattered people group that they had been born again to a living hope, a lively hope, a zao hope. I'm calling you to the same possibility today. I'm challenging you. I'm daring you to embrace a living hope, even in the midst of trying times. This choice to embrace a living hope is at the very core of living a vibrant life. Hope, by its very definition, is something that has not yet come to pass, nor is it yet seen. Hope is the clarion call to walk by faith and not by sight. Peter was cheering on every believer in every generation in every millennia, to walk on, walk on in a living hope. You know, I thought about what it means to be alive, hope that's alive. And something that's alive grows and it gets bigger every day. Something that is alive has a heartbeat and a constant airflow. Something that's alive is meant to be strong and productive. All of this and even more is what a living hope is able to do in the life of someone who has been tormented by the devastation of circumstances. You were made to embrace a living hope. Peter and I are reminding you of that fact today. You know, if you're hoping to win a million dollars in the lottery, well, that could very well be a dead hope. If you're hoping to wake up tomorrow morning and be 10 years younger, 
That's definitely a dead hope. But if you're hoping to be strengthened by the power of God every day of your earthly existence, that is a living hope indeed. If you're hoping that your son or your daughter will come back to faith in Christ, that too is a living hope of the very best kind. We all hope in the promises of God that are yes and amen to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Did you know that's what the Bible says? That the promises of God are yes and amen. Let me read it to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For as many as the promises of God are, in him they are yes. Therefore, through Jesus also is our amen to the glory of God through us. This scripture is one of the many reasons that we can embrace a living hope in the middle of human pain. This scripture is what makes the view at the crossroads of joy and sorrow so breathtaking and glorious. It's because of the promises of God. Peter calls us to this observation point in life. He asks us to take a long look at the promises of God, and he asks us to worship and to remember at the glorious crossroads of joy and sorrow. The clarion call across the ages to trouble and broken people is to rejoice and to remember. It's to embrace a living hope. I can do that. Can you? I can set my human default to the sure settings of worship and remember and embracing a living hope. My tears don't comfort me. But worship miraculously has the power to restore and to renew my heart. You know, when I choose to rehash my pain and my problems, I weaken myself. But when I recall the goodness of the Lord, I'm filled with unstoppable power. My life, without the determination to worship and remember, will be unable to produce anything of value or of worth. However, when I choose to bless the Lord and to recall His promises toward me, the vibrant life that He promised washes over me like a restorative waterfall. I am captured by all that He is as I choose to open my mouth and sing. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy today. If you enjoyed today's word of joy and encouragement, It's taken from my book, Vibrant, which is available on Amazon, on Christian book distributors, on Barnes & Noble, at Target, Books A Million, and on my website, carolmccloudministries.com. I want you to live a life of purpose and joy. And that's the reason that I wrote the book, Vibrant. Also, if you're looking for a speaker for your next event, I'd love to talk to you about that you can simply email me at carol at carolmccloudministries.com. As always, I am praying that the joy of the Lord will fill your life and your heart today. And I hope that you'll join me next week on A Jolt of Joy.